0: The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast.
1: (gasps) A lone figure in the distance, Scott. Here he comes boy is he slow he he's he's coming really slow he's lumbering he's really he's really coming slow kind of a kind of a waddle we're sort of waiting for him to get here so that we can illustrate what movie you know in the meantime scott i'm vin and i'm scott and this is the trilogy podcast we're the only
2: podcast devoted strictly to trilogies no reboots no straight to cables we're talking legit trilogies only here we're bringing you facts we're bringing you debate we're bringing you trivia
1: we're bringing you more to hell with the movie,
0: if they made four.
1: That is our rhyme, Scott, and we're proud of it. Is, is he here yet? No, he really isn't. He's, there's a real slowness to this guy. We should probably just say what this trilogy is and... Yeah. You go ahead, Scott. I know that you get... I'm very excited about this. So, uh, oh, wait a second. We should probably mention that Phil is here for
2: this oh, one. yes. Phil is also joining us.
3: How are you? Bill, no, maybe-
2: our own personal
1: Ed 209.
3: That's right. The Show bi- me a staircase I haven't cried on. <laughs> hey. <laughs>
1: Don't, don't say baby again, Phil. That was Shaft, and that was the last episode.
3: Sorry, I, I missed it. Uh, this
1: episode is the Robocop trilogy. Yeah,
3: Robocop. A huge
1: part of my childhood, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh, mine too. No question. My about first it.
3: cap gun, that action figure. And he put it in his back, and it was like a roll of caps. Yeah. And you pull the thing. Yes. Yeah. And he uh-huh. sparks.
1: I had that. Yeah. Gentlemen, cool. the future is here and now. Yes. In lieu of something concrete to connect this episode to, I think we should just look at the sad future that RoboCop painted for us in 1987 into the early 90s. I actually
2: think there's a lot of connections to our own society That's today. That's what I was going to say now. Yeah. Let's
1: look at that. It's, we're here. Yeah. We're there now. This is it. It took longer than I think the movie thought it would. You're supposed to learn a lesson from sci-fi and stop
2: those things from happening. Right. And we did not. We were like, hey, that looks really cool. But
3: that's also the problem with the trilogy (laughs) is because it goes over the same problem three times. Yep.
1: This is not the first dystopian future trilogy we've done, Scott. No. All right. Remember, we did The Purge. Yes. Which is no longer a trilogy, but of course we covered it. Mm -hmm. And I would suggest that Back to the Future... uh, 2 has a dystopian Well, we, we get the
2: alternate 85, which right. is very dystopian. Not
1: necessarily the future, but... In its own kind of future. But yeah. Back to the future. The word future. Sure. So, look, the point is, we're now dystopian. There's a lot of really cool angles to cover with RoboCop from both a social perspective now and from a nostalgic perspective. So um, let's jump straight ahead. Trilogy Bot is going to tell us
3: what kind of a trilogy this is. Yes, and just to be clear, Trilogy Bot is a robot and not a cyborg. But there's no humanity at all. No, no. humanity to the Trilogy Bot.
1: Okay, and okay. it Trilogy Bot always has a problem when we uh, do a movie involving robots or yes. because of you know he, he protested um, Star Wars entirely. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to what we're going to get here.
3: Yeah, who programmed him to be a prissy
1: bitch? Phil, right, <laughs> so right, now you're just you're getting, right. getting <laughs> personal. Okay, it's just, it's just Trilogy Bot. All right, there's nothing special of your, about Trilogy Bot. Send you're him just back to, ahead to the lab.
3: Fine. God. (laughs) Trilogybot, go. Fuck Robocop and fuck you. You think he's better than me? Oh, you loved R2-D2 so much. And now you love this freak. He's a freak. A freak. Wow, another army of one. Ha ha ha. Real fucking
1: surprise there. Hick. Hick. Burp. Oh my god, he's drunk. See. He's drunk. What I say? He couldn't handle the fact that we were talking about a greater robot than he.
2: Yeah. Also, he's probably getting flashbacks to, you know, like his wife and. uh,
1: Again, I don't think he he doesn't doesn't have have a soul. Oh, sorry. You're right. Shut up, okay? No soul. (laughs) No brain. This is an Army of One trilogy, obviously. Yes. Indeed, our hero here has actual army gear on himself.
2: Yes. Well, he's certainly
1: armored armoured of one, <laughs> <laughs> right? Getting on my nerves already today, Phil. Not that much, <laughs> Scott. Are you ready to dispense with the plots or the plottery, as a person might say? Would they? Probably not. <laughs> so, this is uh, Scott's plots. You know what I like the most about Scott's plots? What's that? It's just a turn of phrase. Right. You know, it's just a turn of phrase that indicates the fact that you're going to break down the plots for us. And we don't care to make it anything more than that at all. No. We like to keep it simple. Keep it simple. So,
2: um, yeah. So here's the plots. And uh, we're going to do the sky's plots. We're going to do the sky's plots. All right. (laughs) <laughs> you know what? I improvised that one. Did you Did you know?
1: <laughs> you, you You plan the others? Nope, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, excellent. Yes, but
2: the, here are the plots. So what we do is obviously we uh, we do a very um, bare bones kind of description of the plot. Uh, for those of you who have seen the movie and don't remember, for those of you who have not seen the movie and don't care, we do this for you. But we don't use character names. I try to be as uh, non-descriptive as possible, just giving you the straight the straight. Uh, truth, if you will. I will. All right. So, it all started out with Robocop in 1987. In the future, a corporation that wants to build a new city where Detroit used to be is given control of the police. They decide to create a crime-stopping robot, and when a good cop is brutally gunned down by a ganglord and his gang, they quickly put the good cop's face and brain into a machine.
1: Are we sure he's a good cop? Now he's perhaps a moral cop,
3: but are but is he really that good a cop? He's I good. think he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy, and also yeah. as as we learn from, twirl the gun in his finger. We learned from his psychological makeup in RoboCop too. his Irish Catholic guilt is what makes him not kill himself. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: that all the other robots kill themselves, but he didn't because he yeah, has the magic not, of that's, g- that's, Catholic you know guilt.
1: What? That's backward thinking. That's Monday morning quarterbacking, okay? <laughs> At the <laughs> point in this movie, we only see him for five minutes. He right. twirls his gun, and yeah. him and his partner enter a clearly very dangerous place with no backup, no plan, yeah. just haphazardly. Yeah. The good machine cop goes to work cleaning up the city,
2: but when his old partner reminds him who he used to be, his memories from his former life
1: start coming back. You say to yourself, maybe she should have just left well enough alone. Like, yeah. y- you don't even know whether he'd have those memories if she's not getting up in his face every five seconds going, Murphy, Murphy, Murphy is it you're Murphy? Murphy? Murphy. Did you know you're Murphy? He's like, I'm you're not a <laughs> robot, you're Murphy. <laughs> He's like, I'm fucked up already. Don't get inside my head. Yeah. <laughs> Markie Post, the who robot. are you? <laughs> <laughs> he's a machine now, okay? <laughs> how is he even fighting these crimes? It just seems like he's driving around and sees things happen.
2: Yeah, I, well, they don't, really, up. They, they don't really fully explain how, like, you know, it, anything works. When responding to a robbery at a gas station, the machine cop recognizes the robber as one of the gang members who killed him. After arresting him, the machine cop identifies the gang lord from police records and arrests him at a drug deal. But not before the gang lord reveals he works for the number two at the Evil Corporation.
1: <laughs> really, really bad criminal.
2: Dick Jones!
1: Yeah. I'm, I work for Dick Jones! Yeah, just seriously.
2: Yeah, he just gave it up immediately. And Dick like, Jones is
1: like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of a... I was
2: like, he should have killed him right away. Just, oh, so yeah. thing, but it's I think like, Boddicker's just a That's badass, what I get so for
1: aligning it. myself with... Crazy killers! I should have known better. The, the corporate guys in all these movies never seem to get that that's a bad plan to align themselves with the most evil people on earth. Yeah, you know, serial killers, This'll gangsters. Work out. Yeah, this, this... never works. Film after film <laughs> fails yeah. every time. Yeah, and you,
2: it, what's funny too, you see, you see all their records too when he goes through like Boddicker's record, and it's like there were several rapes on there, <laughs> like a <laughs> lot of murders, a lot of rape, and there, a lot many of them were cops. Like they went down. The last four were police. Like.
1: And yet, this cop killer... Yeah, I like your resume. Wanted for... You know (laughs) what? Wanted for 20 cop killings. Yeah. They can't find him until Robo goes in there and he's like, oh, he's obviously at the abandoned warehouse every action sequence happens like under a bridge in in the same (laughs) warehouse yeah it's the the same warehouse i know i could have sworn from the first to the second movie i'm like that's the same (laughs) warehouse it probably was it could be any warehouse in north jersey by the way get on the new the train
2: the
0: new jersey
1: transit and go south you'll pass that warehouse
2: when machine cop goes to arrest the number two His machine body begins to shut down as it is revealed that arresting executives of the evil corporation is against his programming.
1: Machine cop escapes. (laughs) Don't you find it funny every time, especially in the first two movies when the body is controlled by Peter Weller, when he's like trying to resist Uh, his
0: programming uh, and jerks uh.
1: around like a fool. He's like, uh, this
2: is... Uh, uh.
0: uh, 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 Yeah, it's
2: pretty... He looks like an animatronic. When, oh, it's the second one. I think when he's getting electrocuted, yeah. it's just uh, 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 <laughs> over and over again, just pumping
1: his arms yeah, forward. It looks like you're raising the roof, Scott. <laughs> yeah. But forward, like
2: he's uh, 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 <laughs>
3: he, he's uh, doing uh, like uh, uh, vertical push-ups. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah.
2: Machine cop escapes with the help of his old partner, and the number two releases the gang lord and his gang to kill the machine cop. The gang tracks machine cop to a steel mill where, with the help of his old partner, Machine Cop kills the ganglord. Machine Cop then heads to the evil corporation's headquarters and confronts the board of the company with the number two's video
1: confession to murder. Before you get there, this is part of a climactic sequence that features, you know, an action sequence in both places. Yeah. (laughs) And they're both pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, ultimately. Oh, yes. I mean, that fight in the junkyard. Badass. You know, they try, you know, they, he, RoboCop. Him hitting him with the spike out of his thing and then
3: stabbing just... Stabbing him. The, and it's,
2: the, just the absolute... I've never seen another movie where it's an absolute uh, perfect use of, like, blood. Yeah. Where you see him... And then it's just that, that perfect amount the of spray. blood splat on his thing where you're just like, oh, yeah, get yeah. him. Like, it's the perfect like vengeful moment. And then, the and then she guy. crawls
1: up and grabs the gun and the guy's celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and he, she blows Clarence, up the crane. I did it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a
2: great dance little. Dance with
0: me, Clarence. <laughs> Someone dance with me. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that from? What are you? Twin Peaks. There's, Twin Peaks. There's Twin Peaks three reference. Twin Peaks actors Ray in this, oh. in this uh, okay. trilogy. Right. Yeah. A trio. We'll talk about them, Phil. We'll get there. We're, we're not a cast. <laughs> I know, but we're, we're, we're broaching the topic.
2: Before the number two can escape, the head of the company fires him, allowing the machine cop to shoot him out of a window. And but, his arms. And that's the end.
1: Well, don't, don't, Phil. <laughs> we'll get to we'll the We'll get arms. to the goddamn arms, Phil. <laughs> Sorry. I want to talk about the arms. It's <laughs> the only thing I want to talk about. We'll, we'll talk. We're me you, we're, I mean, we're obviously going to talk about the The idea of directives are used so haphazardly in all these films. Is he following directives? Because he Can he ignore the directives? Yeah. Can he? It's used cleverly in this first one.
2: Yes, and then it gets a
1: little And later on, they it, it, just it becomes up. becomes a
3: fucking shit show.
2: So, uh, then we move right along to Robocop
1: 2. 1990. Directed by Irving Kirshner. Uh, Phil. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> not Belvero. You, we've d- done enough of these with you. Do you sorry. know the order of operations here.
3: <laughs> I was oh, just throwing in. I was thought. just doing some jazz. I'm just doing, some, just doing some jazz. You know, you know, it's okay. It's A little okay. improvisation. Oh my god! Here, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's okay. We do take it out. Take it out. <laughs> get rid of it. We're leaving it. Leaving it because <laughs> I hate you.
1: RoboCop, <laughs> two, 1990.
2: Detroit is bankrupt, and the evil corporation is again trying to take over the city by creating a rise in crime Ugh. and cutting police salaries. Get it together, Detroit, causing a police strike.
3: So this one's written by Frank Miller and directed by Irvin Kershner. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> All right. The machine cop can't strike and
2: tries to take. <laughs> de- <laughs> he's just not allowed. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, he's a robot, right? The machine cop can strike and tries to take down a drug lord cult leader who is spreading
1: a new addictive drug through gotta, Detroit. We got to stop right there. Have you ever heard of a drug cult? Ever? what? What's a drug cult? You know, I, it's the future. Yeah. A the lot of new stuff in the future. The guy's terrorizing rehab
3: centers. It's,
1: it's ridiculous. Although, isn't <laughs> How that, does that help the bottom line? Isn't that line? what
3: fentanyl is doing now? I mean, think about it. Kind of. It's, it's it's not a cult, Phil. People that are hot, get
1: addicted to fentanyl aren't in a. No, it's not a cult. They don't all find each other and then worship fentanyl together.
2: Well, yeah, it's a, it's a. But part of the drug was that they go to the like, pharmacy. They're so dependent on it
3: that they, they they obey him. Yeah, shit, That's where it becomes a B movie and not a uh, social play.
1: Yeah, so. you went into RoboCop two thinking it was going to be a social play, did you, feel?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me and Pauline Kale sat down together
1: and fucking, you what know, can I learn a bong And decided to put on RoboCop. You learn your lesson from the first movie. I mean, you know.
3: Yeah,
2: the evil corporation is working on a new line of machine cops to replace the police.
1: But all of the rest of the subjects keep killing themselves. <laughs> can, can we just establish that RoboCop is the best design and go from there? Stop yeah. trying to make other things. Yeah. And stop doing demonstrations, public demonstrations of these robots. That it's always going to kill someone. Yeah. Well, I like in the second one. It's
2: more like a highlight reel of all the. Yeah. Well, that's the highlight <laughs> mean, until like, we, until. Like, we, why are you even showing
1: that to him? Just go. Uh, none of them worked.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just go. Ah, uh, yeah, didn't take.
0: Uh, it's so like maybe you it. should
1: ask the scientist to take five steps back once the fucking RoboCop is activated. He's right on top of the thing. How about this? Maybe disconnect the gun. There's no reason for it to be working inside the laboratory. Disconnect yeah. the gun. They're extremely confident
2: where there's like four yeah. lab scientists just standing around with clipboards. like These mm. unlimited
1: scientists
3: that are just willing just to die for blown RoboCop. Blown away. Yeah. <laughs> also, my, fa- the, my favorite one is when hard. he rips the head off and it's just like <laughs> a it's screaming great. skull. It's great. <laughs> so
1: I'm yeah. you, I really <laughs> thought great. the beginning of this film before it got going and sucking was matching the first film. I like yeah. that psychology. It's
3: close. I mean, it I, gets it, there and then it goes makes a hard left.
2: Yeah. A new scientist tells the head of the company that they need someone psychologically strong enough to handle the transition and begins looking for candidates. Meanwhile, After roughing up a dirty cop for information, Machine Cop finds
1: the drug lord, but ends up walking right into a trap. Because he's confident that, like, in every movie, they'll just fire countless bullets at his obvious shield and armor that deflects bullets. Stop it. Stop it already. You
2: need a bigger gun. And that's always, they get a bigger gun, and it's like, well, all right, now we're talking. Oh,
1: now we can knock him down.
2: Yeah. The drug lord and his gang cut Machine Cop into pieces and drop him off at the police station. While fixing him, the new scientist adds new programming to make machine cop nicer. The programming is too much and causes machine cop to be ineffective at machine copping.
1: It takes five seconds for the whole world to realize this is, there's a real problem here. How did even leave the station? He looks like he got a head injury. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but to me, that scene where they're giving all the criticism at Robocop of like, well, you know, he's so violent and it's not very... I it feel was, like that's definitely
1: self-referential. I from it, oh, yeah. the critics and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. They were attacking what the, the critics had said about yeah. them. But it so. made for a funny scene. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It had moments. If you can buy a Little League team holding up a liquor store. I
2: mean, stop with the kids. Machine cop then electrocutes himself to clear all of his programming. <laughs> he just casually heard someone say,
1: hey, you could have uh, the <laughs> jolt.
2: That's a, like, but it seems like you're in control now and you're <laughs> cognizant of what's going on. So aren't you already cured? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck's RoboCop doing?
3: He's electrocuting himself. All of a sudden, people are just outside. We're, and They're what like, the what the hell? fuck
1: is going on here?
3: <laughs> Stolen by David Lynch for Twin Peaks season three. What was? Oh, this whole thing. He watched it and was like, I need that, Angelo.
2: (laughs) Machine cop then electrocutes himself to clear all of his programming, tracks down the drug lord, and mortally wounds him. The new scientist decides the drug lord's god complex and drug addiction make him the
1: perfect candidate to be a machine cop. I'd like to mention a couple of things here. You know, they play it like the criminal is going to be so happy to be a robot because you got these cops... That become a cyborg and they shoot themselves and shoot the scientists. But no one really ever seems too happy to be, no. a, be a robot. No, they're not. You see his computer screen face and he's very unhappy. Which, why
2: does he have a computer screen why, face? That's so
1: the audience can see it because it yeah. serves no
2: purpose. FaceTime for the actor, I guess? Yeah. I don't know. Seems very Lawnmower Man to me.
3: Oh, very much so. Very good. It, uh, it it looks like prototype Lawnmower Man, and not even that good,
1: you know? No, that looks like the first program for facial movement yeah. that they came up with. Very Max hedrome esque She decides he is the perfect candidate
2: to be a machine cop, and she puts his brain in a machine. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> The remaining members of the Drug Lord's crew set up a meeting with the mayor of Detroit in hopes of covering the city's debts to the evil corporation in exchange for a lax policy on the new drug. The meeting is interrupted by Machine Drug Lord, who has been sent to kill the mayor by the evil corporation in exchange for a big tube of drugs. But the mayor
3: (laughs) escapes. Nobody comes between me and my tube of drugs.
2: But the mayor escapes while Machine Drug Lord kills his remaining
1: gang members at the unveiling of the new machine cop. So Ma- you look a little bit like one of those mustached random gang
2: hey, members in you? this movie. There's, there's
3: a- God, you, kids, would, you
2: would be the one who looks like he used to be like a Vegas bouncer
0: <laughs> with the little mutton chops and the little suit. Yeah. Like, How is
1: this guy in the mob?
2: He's not, is he even
1: Italian? He looks in. like he's a Midwestern mustachioed kid. Yeah. It looks like they ordered like
2: five gangster costumes and got like five totally yeah. different things. And they're like, all right, everyone just pick one. He responded <laughs> to the Craigslist ad. Is he the got, hat too much? <laughs> no, nah, I shouldn't wear a hat, right? No, take the hat. No, take that. <laughs> what are
1: you doing? Listen. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna fire your gun at this robot. I don't care whether he reacts or is even injured (laughs) in any way. Keep firing your gun. Just keep doing it. But you know what? Until he he kills him. If he shoots back at you, be surprised. (laughs) Because why would that happen? What?
2: Whoa! He overpowered me. How?
1: (laughs) The robot.
2: At the unveiling of the new Machine Cop, Machine Drug Lord sees the big tube of drugs and loses his shit. Luckily, Machine Cop arrives and the two have an epic battle. Machine Cop gives the big tube of drugs to his old partner, who uses it to distract Machine Drug Lord, while Machine Cop pulls his brain
1: out and smashes it on the ground. I mean, Christ. It's almost like, here, doggy, here, let me throw you the treat.
3: Over here, yeah. and the robot yeah. lumbers then, like, after him. And like yeah. the fingers are like, you know, hey, and, like they're like you, know, you throw a,
1: you throw a treat for your
2: dog, and then when he's not looking, you pull his brain out and you smash <laughs> it on the ground. <laughs> you
3: punch it, you know. a few <laughs> times. He smashed it and then he punched it. Scott, what's wrong
1: yes, with you're you're you? You're right. He Scott, did. he, I didn't mean <laughs> that. I didn't mean <laughs> I that. No, of course. I, I know meant know the way that. you might. Uh, if a bear was attacking you, be like, "Here's some meat," and then you, and, and then, then you, you rip out its brain. brain. <laughs> God damn it! No, I mean you throw it smash to the it side. on the ground. I you mean, it. It. damn it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Try to eat me without your brain,
1: bear. I'm not, I mean to distract the bear, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found your
3: Achilles' heel.
1: <laughs> his Achilles' heel. His like, brain. Like the way Sam Neill distracts the T Rex in Jurassic Park with the yes. flare. And then he pulls He's his like, brain. <laughs> but he does it. And he smashes it off the ground. Robocop 3, 1993. The evil
2: corporation is still trying to take over Detroit. Enough already. This time,
1: with the help of an evil Japanese corporation. By 1993, no one cares about this story
3: anymore. I just want to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a little like. In yeah. 1987, I was in middle school and was like, wow, Robocop is awesome. By 93, yeah. I'm about to graduate high school and I'm like, give the shit about Robocop.
2: <laughs> I was excited. We went, my. I always remember my dad uh, would take us to the Robocop movie.
3: So okay. it was like. Um, it arrived like a floppy. Fucking fish, just <laughs> splat. <laughs> okay, the, the, okay, Phil. So. What arrived like a floppy fish? It like just showed floppy. up. Cup Three showed up with such a thud.
2: The evil corporation creates a team of military police to forcefully move people out of their homes so construction on the new city can begin. During one of these raids, a little girl is separated <laughs> from her parents and is picked up by a small group of rebels fighting to keep their home. The small group of rebels fighting to keep their homes are on their way to rob one of the evil corporation's armories. The rebels escape with the weapons and a jetpack, but are soon being followed by Machine Cop. When Machine Cop hears his old partners being attacked by a new vicious punk gang, Machine cop lets the rebels go and saves his partner.
1: Seriously, the scene never seems to end. It goes on and on. Yeah. They break in. RoboCop's co- he's coming. He leaves. He comes. It's all It never
3: they ends. They set him on fire. They run they away. They set him on fire. The steampunk he, guys are involved. What? When will this scene? They enough already. They look like the, the kids of the two hoodlums in Batman 1989, like the younger versions <laughs> of the guys in the beginning. Like I, the Bat. The Bat.
2: Nah, it's a robot. Come on. Yeah, because it was all over the pavement. Yeah. That's,
3: these guys look like their sons, and they uh, they suck.
2: <laughs> the evil corporation, angry that Machine Cop let the rebels go, tells the scientist in charge of Machine Cop to erase his emotions. She refuses, and Machine Cop and his old partner find where the
1: rebels are hiding, but accidentally lead the military cops right to them. That really false scene where it's like. With the music's playing and it's all beautiful. And they're like, look at this subterranean Shangri-La they've created underground. The rebels have... Beautiful. It's- there's books for the kids to read. Look, there's one of the kids now running past living a happy life. <laughs> they're just a little community down here. Yes, it's wonderful.
2: Terrorists? No, no. They are families. They're just families down here. They try to stop them, but thanks to his programming, Machine Cop is unable to attack the military police, and they open fire on him and his old partner, who, before dying, makes Machine Cop promise to avenge her. Get them for me. Garbage. Promise me. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a yeah That's un- unceremonious
1: way for uh, Nancy. Allen we don't to go even out remember too. you. You weren't even really in the second movie. No one even cares. I always liked her. I liked her too, but they beat her. They change around that relationship and kind of knock it around in such a way. You're not really sure she's in the story, then she's out of the story so much. It's not like she's a constant companion to him. Yeah. like. Eh. But she's not quite his Watson. But
2: Yeah. Know. Badly injured and being hunted by the military police, Machine
1: Cop joins the rebels, and they recruit the scientists to help fix Machine Cop. So now it's like, fuck the whole premise of these films. It's rebels against...
2: Right.
3: OCP where yeah it's just Robocop
2: taking a back seat to his own fucking movie and right. it,
3: it, it's also Robocop again being unable to kill the bad guy because of his programming yeah exactly. He's snuggling up with kids sorry what the hell well, oh, you know, yeah. she like
2: falls asleep on his lap I mean she did it wasn't like he was like hop on my lap come like, here
3: little girl
2: after laying on a table for a long time machine cop suddenly remembers his promise to avenge his partner and heads out to find the leader of the
1: military police. There's huge amounts of time in these films. I just want to say, where RoboCop is at a commission. What, this this is a comment on college over trade school. The tech is good, <laughs> but the mechanics are just shoddy. <laughs> just building it,
2: it looks great. Yeah. It's falling apart a year so, later. <laughs> Before Machine Cop can arrive, one of the rebels sells out the rest and tells the head of the military police where the rebels are hiding. Saw that
1: coming a mile away.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. It also happened in the second movie, too. Oh, Oh, yeah? Yeah.
3: You're saying they repeated a fucking trope?
2: Machine Cop arrives, and the head of the military police escapes. The military police raid the hideout, and when Machine Cop arrives, he finds most of the rebels either dead or captured. Before he can head out to save them, a Japanese cyborg sent by the evil Japanese corporation arrives and attacks Machine Cop. We're getting crazy here now. We're just getting
3: crazy. It was I the nineties. I kind of like the ninjas uh, were going to happen in a RoboCop movie. Yeah, <laughs> there.
2: But I love that, like you know, every other robot you've seen has been a straight-up robot, and they had to do like claymation and all that shit. Yeah. for this, they're like, just make him look like a guy. <laughs> and then but like, when like, his face gets to... fucked
3: up, it's really cool. It's kind of yeah, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Do the it's one, it's kind yeah. of a, something
2: a little different. I kind of yeah. like that, the jaw you know? thing. Yeah, pretty funny. Yeah. He is able to kill the cyborg, but is badly damaged. Naturally. Again. Meanwhile, with the help of the little girl, the scientist broadcasts a message to the people of Detroit, revealing the evil corporation's actions. The people of Detroit and the cops decide to stand against the military police who have just recruited the vicious punk gang to help raid the city. All the good guys versus all the bad guys.
1: Now we've got it all straightened and out for the climax. D- now
2: I know why we even saw splatterpunks to begin <laughs> with.
3: So you and do also this. the splatterpunks. <laughs>
2: splatterpunks. Machine cop straps on a jetpack and provides aerial support to the cops and pushes back the military police. Machine cop? Then are you sure
1: it was RoboCop? Because I could have swore I was watching Iron Man for this for a second. <laughs> yeah, the way he was flying around uh, like. Essentially.
2: that. Essentially, he just like he does nothing for the whole movie, and then he just becomes a
1: fighter jet. <laughs> and that's why because <laughs> like, they, they only had really, money for that. It yeah. was very Iron Man esque. It really shows you if you put these things side yeah. by side, it's what what Iron Man wound up being. It wanted right. to do what Iron Man is. Right. But it's not what RoboCop is. Right. You know? It's, it's, <laughs> like, like, you're right. It's, as soon as you see it, you're like, it seems weird. It's an like, action figure. Yeah. It's
2: incongruous. You're right. Machine Cop then goes to the evil corporation headquarters to battle the head of the military police, who has two more Japanese cyborgs ready to fight. Machine Cop is nearly defeated by the cyborgs, but the little girl and the scientist reprogram the cyborgs to kill each other instead, which triggers
1: a self-destruct sequence. Oh, come on.
2: Machine cop grabs the little girl and the scientist, slaps on his jetpack, and flies away, leaving the head of the military police to die in the explosion. The head of the Japanese corporation shows up, decides to leave Detroit
1: alone, and bows to the machine cop. There's something offensive about that. So RoboCop is a pretty iconic film in the late 80s going into the early 90s, a really iconic action film. Yeah. You know, they, it's always grouped together with all those major action films from the, uh, the 80s and 90s. Your Rambos, your, right. your Stallones, your Terminator your Terminators. Yes. Your Terminators, exactly right. It's always lumped in as a really excellent action film. And this movie got great reviews when it came out. The initial, yes. the first Robocop. People yeah. loved it, okay? But it
3: was a victim of its own success, I think.
1: Well, you know, it, it was a rated R movie, and it was over the top. Okay, and it was very bloody, very graphic. And you right. mentioned this a little bit before.
3: It wound up being a, a kids' film, and I don't think the intention was that it was it was going to be a kids' film. No, but but what was being no. marketed to kids was guns, mm-hmm. and GI Joe, and uh, right. Transformers, and, and and so it's a product of its times, of that '80s action period time, right? Right. Because
1: I could yeah. go out and I could get a Rambo fun set or whatever. That was but a rated there was a Rambo movie. There was a Rambo cartoon. There was a there was a RoboCop cartoon. RoboCop. Also involved in wrestling, for God's
3: sake. He yeah, was, nine, yes, <laughs> he saved Sting. Yeah, and, which is obviously... Against <laughs> Robocop? S- yes. Yeah. The WCW is not oh, WWF. God.
1: Sting has been tased
0: by the Horseman, but here comes Robocop,
3: Bob. It threw off the tone, especially in the later films.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Once, once that wound up being its market. For the first film, though, this was an adult film. It was made for adults. Right. It had a greater message. And they rebooted this film. Uh, how long ago, guys? Three? Uh, about five years yeah. ago. And it was, it
2: was 2014. And it
1: landed with a thud. Yeah. I don't think anybody cared. Oh, it's, no. it's really bad. It's just so flash. The problem
2: with it, the main problem, I'll just quickly say, with that movie is that they misunderstand what Robocop is. Okay. Because he's more himself in the thing. Like, he's not just the brain. He's like mostly himself. Oh, really? And he right away was like,
1: "Whoa, I'm a robot!" And like, is self-aware immediately. And I'm like, "That's not the point of RoboCop." Um, This movie made fifty million dollars when fifty million dollars was a huge sum of money to make. What was its first budget? The first film was budgeted around ten and made about fifty-five. Hey, that's a hit. And then made huge amounts of money as a VHS rental and. It's a cool VHS cover. Remember that shit.
3: It yeah. was just him coming out of the car? Yeah. I mean, Second badass.
1: movie also made money. The third film was a bomb. Lost money. Yeah. It's considered a bomb. Um, Ed Neumeyer, who wrote the first screenplay, was inspired by Blade Runner, actually. Yes. A similar sort of concept. And the body was inspired by
3: a comic book hero, Judge Dredd. Oh. Can yeah. either of you talk about Judge Dredd? Absolutely. I mean, there were those movies. There was the the Carl Urban movie, which is better. Yes, I the like Sylvester that. The Sylvester Stallone one is... A Sylvester Stallone movie. I, that a Stallone I, I like it. It's, it's just not yeah. Judge Dredd. Cyberpunk is, was a very subversive kind of Stop, subject. Now, now, Phil, you keep saying the word cyberpunk. We haven't even really established exactly what that is. Do you want to tell us what cyberpunk is? Absolutely. Go ahead. Cyberpunk was sort of invented sort of by William Gibson. He was an author. He wrote the book Neuromancer. He was also one of the first people to use the term cyberspace. Okay. Or cyber anything, to describe anything. So he, it's a lot of like... Low class, high tech. That's that, That's uh, Stop right there for a yeah. second. I think that's the best way
1: of defining it. You have high technology set in a very low class, gritty environment, right? That's yeah. the notion. You're
0: under arrest! Throw down your weapons and prepare to be judged! Justice!
1: Make no mistake about it, gentlemen. This movie was controversial when it was being released. All right. For a couple of reasons. And it was, had nothing to do with its politics, really, so much. Early on, the controversy had to do with how graphic it was. It received yeah. like 12X ratings before they finally pared it down enough to get an R rating.
0: Thank you for your cooperation.
1: I mean, Veerhoven, and this is a good transition into the director of the first film, Paul Veerhoven. okay, he was definitely trying to make a statement, right, about what he saw... Our yeah. future becoming I, I, right.
2: Well, I mean, he because he does. It's kind of his style. I mean, he also did uh, Total Recall.
3: Yeah. He also did uh, so Starship many, Troopers. So yeah. many right.
1: things match up here with those films. Right. So many. He's similar He's a fan themes. of
3: speculative sci-fi as an allegorical device. And, um co-ed uh, shower scenes. It's not an American talking about America. It's a it's a foreigner's perspective on what we are, and right. he basically makes. Uh, It tells a story of an American Jesus in RoboCop? Well, that's how he stated it. uh,
2: Paul Verhoeven actually, in the bonus features on the DVD, uh, stated that he is an American Jesus who knows when to use his guns. He
1: was (laughs) surprised at the backlash that the movie got with respect to the violence and the political stance, because a lot of people look at that heavy violence, especially because we've already seen it in Rambo and Reagan referencing Rambo, a certain degree of fascism there ends ends define the means you kill to to make the world better. Right. Right. And he basically said that wasn't the intention at all. Everyone that made the movie was liberal. And later on, it was classified as fascism for liberals. We are basically presenting exactly what you said, Phil, an allegory of what the future may or may not be in the most violent and entertaining way possible. Yeah. And that's the balance he struck. That's why the first movie was so good. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, and I want to just run through these. I'm not going to get crazy on these directors, but we know the second director. He's everyone's favorite sloppy seconds director. His name is
0: Irvin Irving Kirshner. Kirshner. He directed oh,
3: Empire when our friend George said he didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, yeah. He was the last, he was the third choice at the last minute to do this movie. He also did Never Say Never Again, so he's also good at imitating other movies. True. Who? Irvin Kershner. Yep. Oh, That's really? Other one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't
1: know that. Um, Frank Miller wrote the second and third films. Now, this guy was a, is a comic book writer, guys. Tell me about yeah, Frank Miller. Sometimes. Uh, he
2: reinvigorated uh, Daredevil, right? It was his first... Yeah, real, it was a really good run, though. His yeah. early stuff is pretty fucking... But he baller. basically made Daredevil more like Batman, essentially, which I yes. think led him into doing... He did The Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. which is the story a, of uh, Batman coming back after retiring.
3: He's like 60 story.
2: or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a
3: singular piece of art that everybody continues to pull from and make very predictable batman he movies. He also did with. those yeah. uh, those great films with uh Marv and Sin City. Yes, yeah. yeah. that was after a 14-year yeah. exile from Hollywood. This broke him. His artwork is very
0: oh.
3: it, when it's right, it's it's awesome. Like it's his, his the way he write, he draws sometimes is, you know, impeccable. And then there's The Dark Knight Strikes Again or uh or, ro- know, or RoboCop. Yeah, RoboCop or any of that stuff. Like sometimes he's just he loses the plot. I think the crudest possible way to put how I've ordered on my career is I've been led by my dick.
1: Okay. Now, there weren't too many actors that were all of these films because the third was such a departure from the first and second. Although, I think we have to start with Peter Weller, who played RoboCop yes. in the first and second films. Peter Weller. Now, um, he didn't do very much in his career, to be honest, guys. No. He's famous for playing Buckaroo Banzai in Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, that's a fun fucking movie, though. <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah. You guys must know him as the voice of Batman from Dark Knight Returns. In the Dark Knight Returns, yes. Yes. Uh, A Frank
2: Miller. It's a good Batman voice. I mentioned that
1: before, so so you know we got another little connection here to to Batman. He is a good Batman,
2: because they change him up a little bit every
1: now and then, Uh, but yeah, I usually don't like the Batman voices, but yeah, he was really good. Okay, He's he's actually a trilogy superstar as he plays a role in uh, Star Trek Into the Darkness. That's right, he does. You just crippled that man!
0: He's young, he'll walk again.
1: But you'll stay scared, won't you, punk? Nice to have you back, Pats. Nancy Allen. I think we probably know Nancy Allen uh, the best as the antagonist from Carrie. Oh All yeah! Right. Carrie. Right. All right,
3: that's right. And
1: she is also a trilogy superstar. She was in Poltergeist three.
3: Oh wow! So yeah, we... she was the mother that when and her and Tom Skerritt. That aside,
1: well, scary. not much more we can talk about with uh, Nancy Allen. She married Brian De Palma, famous
3: director.
2: Oh, yeah. I right. Like De Palma.
3: They're briefly married. How many times do you think he snuck up on her in the shower? <laughs> she doesn't really
1: act anymore. Now, mostly a cancer advocate. Not, yep. you know, not, oh. not, a can- not an anti cancer advocate. She's not advocating <laughs> for <laughs> cancer. Nah, this fire shines at cancer's misunderstood. All right. <laughs> And then a couple of minor people that were in um, the others. I don't want to talk about them too much. You had Felton Perry. uh, It was uh, Johnson. Donald Johnson. The ultimate yes man. Yeah, he's great. He's the guy that's kind of the, the one lone um, survivor for all the uh, right. OCP I,
2: drama. I think that's that's at least the one nice thing about the whole trilogy is they keep him in it the whole time as the guy yep. who is just barely getting by. Like, he somehow sidesteps every, you know, yep. huge
1: crisis. He's done a lot of TV, and he was he's also a trilogy superstar. He is in Dumb and Dumber, oh. a small role. And also another minor part, the um, black uh, head of the cops is in all three films. Yes. All right. Yes. And, um, I like him. I think it's worth mentioning, because we just did Shaft, that he had a major role in the film Coffee, so he's a black blaxploitation yeah. um, leading man. All right, we ready to move on and talk about these films? Yes, yes of it. course. Phil, what's the first film? RoboCop. All right. It is my great pleasure to present
2: to you RoboCop.
1: This film gives us these little commercials to give the tone of... Yeah, what this, this horrible future is going to look like, it really pushes the idea of nukes all through these movies. Nukes.
2: That's it, Buster. No more military aid.
0: Nuke Get them before they get you.
1: Heavy-handed with the environment. The Amazon is yeah. going up in smoke. You know,
3: it's like they're cramming in buzzwords to make people think about what's going on in the world while they watch an action movie.
1: But they do it in a nuanced enough way in this first film where it flows. It works. The ultimate theme, though, is the idea of capitalism and the privatization of the police. Does that match our world now?
0: Well, as I mentioned, the Trump administration is looking to privatize parts of our infrastructure in order to save money and get some things fixed.
1: Robocop popped up in our in our pop culture in 2000 popped up in our pop culture um, in 2013 because of Detroit really going bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and so and I think the hint of this of course was the whole um, automotive crisis in Detroit in the eighties that was covered in like Roger yes. and me. And right.
3: I kind of took the ball and ran from there. So no one saved Detroit. Like no one came in and did that.
1: <laughs> it makes you, st- it makes Delta city seem like a pretty good idea. You're right. like, yeah, eh. It's like an Ikea.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> <you know>, if <laughs> RoboCop was never created, they would have been so much better off. Yeah. yeah it like, somehow appeals, though, to people who live so far away from Detroit to be like, well, I'd put them all there.
0: <laughs> well, Ooh, a Jamba
3: Juice. Yeah.
1: Sounds great. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it's
3: like it, a wall. Isn't that Rip Torn's plan at the end of the third one, too? Like, we'll put strip
2: balls in there. Yeah. We'll put a
0: Jamba Juice. We <laughs> <laughs> had Jamba Juice. It's <laughs> delicious.
1: I made the Ikea comment having seen the first movie. By the third movie, they're doing the very thing that I'm joking about, you know? Right, yeah.
0: She said, Where we going? And I said, Jamba Joe's. Oh,
1: oh. We
2: ain't even making Jamba Joe's. She thought it was the ocean. it's Jamba Joe's. Oh, oh. Now I gotta open. it's Jamba Joe's. I think now's a good time to talk about Miguel Ferrer. Well, Oh, yeah. This, this movie
1: is great because it's got a great bunch of villains, including Miguel Ferrer. Who's
2: sort of, he's sort of the in-betweeny uh, good, bad, yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely trying to climb the corporate ladder, and he doesn't care what he has to do to do it. But, but I mean,
1: OCP is, assume they're all villains, basically. Yeah.
3: And all morons, mostly. Yeah, they try and make They're the immoral. In, in yeah. the
1: first movie, oddly, the old man is almost benevolent. He's almost a benevolent yeah. capitalist, and then he's like, "Let's take this money and give it back to the people." Yeah.
2: This is my dream to give back.
1: Sadly, the- once all these bad guys die in the first movie, and he's one of the only left, he's fully entrenched into evil in the second. Yeah, right. But um, we, let's start with him. He's the old man who was
2: uh, in Twin Peaks, as well as some, uh, several other actors, yep. Miguel Ferrer and Ray Wise as well. These are all bad guys in this film, all in Twin Peaks. It was a TV show, went for two seasons in 91, 1990, 1991, almost 92. Kind of supernatural uh, mystery. Uh, the old
1: man, that O'Hurley guy? You, yes. I know him if you guys have ever seen the film The Last Starfighter.
3: Yes. Yeah. He plays the alien Griggs in the Last Starfighter. He also looks like a benevolent ghost. Like I'm sure hmm. in real life, people walk into him and they're like, "Oh," and they think he's like a ghost. Well, I of the think mansion. he's dead now. So, well, yes. So he probably so is. If a,
2: he, someone did run into him now, he would
1: be a ghost. Be a, yeah. Um, but you said Miguel Ferrer before. I'm sorry to cut yes, you. Yes, Miguel Ferrer, who
2: played uh, Albert Rosenfeld. Uh, yes, he's also in Twin Peaks. Uh, but he's also be, he was also in uh, Iron Man Three. Yes. yeah, Criminal uh, yeah, lines, right? For people uh, trilogy superstar. my age might remember, Blank Check. <laughs> yes. Uh, I worked he, hard for the million dollars.
1: He's the bad guy in Blank Check. Uh, pretty uh, great. And his parents are famous.
2: Dick Jones. Ronnie
1: Cox. Okay, yeah. a Verhoeven favorite. We yeah, saw him yeah. in Total Recall, of course, but he's been in a million things. His other major film is a trilogy, and that's Beverly Hills Cop.
2: I just also like that his name is Dick, and they use that at the end of lines so many times. The old man thought it was pretty
1: important. Dick. It, it's just awesome like he's the bad guy he's a dick and his name is dick uh oh <laughs> um so kurtwood smith is the main bad guy yes, yes. all right um, um we everyone knows him from the 70s show he's 70s the father of the 70s yeah. show i love right. that
3: guy so much uh
1: red foreman you dumbass i'd also like to mention paul mccrane the guy who gets zapped with all that n- nuclear waste yes um, oh, yeah okay he's in he's famous for being an er
3: he's got a part in er yeah. where he plays oh, yeah. the asshole doctor for a long he time he dies yeah. awesomely twice in his in his life doesn't a yeah. helicopter fall on his head yes it does. Right, in ER, he also loses his arm before that. Yeah, okay, in ER, yeah, all of this happens in <laughs> ER. All N-E-R. of this happens okay. to, and he's, his character is a
1: dickass. Also, he's got a minor role in Rocky 2 where he's in the hospital covered in a body cast, and Rocky signs his head. Thanks, Rock. Yeah, well, Sorry. I, uh, and the uh, robot bad guy, which we mentioned earlier, was uh, Ed 209. Oh, yeah. Yes. It <laughs> never occurred to anybody to make it to so this robot could, could stand on steps. Well, that's what I... <laughs> Go I, down steps. I love about it because... <laughs> Beautiful. He, it's, it's, Truly. it's
2: such like an iconic moment when he falls down the stairs, too, because it's like... It's showing, like, that corporate and military frill, but absolutely no practicality of okay. just, like, they got the contract, so they made the fucking thing. They're making a bunch of them. But, like, it's, it's a money thing. It doesn't matter if they're ever going to be used. No, or, you it's know what just for I mean? looks.
1: I had a guaranteed military sale with Ed 209. Renovation program. Spare parts for 25 years. Who cares if it worked or not?
2: In the beginning, also, uh, before he becomes RoboCop, he's sitting fucking spinning that gun around his finger outside of like a coffee shop in broad daylight. And it's one of those things, I'm like, I don't know if it's just me thinking of, you know, by that today's standards. That would freak some people but, out. If yeah. a cop was just sitting there playing with his gun on the street corner, sitting on a fire hydrant, like, <laughs>
1: I'm doing it from a kid, you know. <laughs> his, his gun work isn't even that good either. It's really no. Uh, it's all all things considered, it's pretty shoddy. I mean, I've seen much better gun work before. Yes.
0: Pretty fancy moves, Murphy. Kind of
1: love how they spend an inordinate amount of time shooting this guy up, mocking him. Meanwhile, they hit the girl on the head. She falls down. They just kind of leave her. They're like, yeah, yeah, she's fine. Just leave her over there. The black guy's like, I can't possibly be bothered to jump down and kill her. So I'm just going to leave. Let's but, talk about that black
2: guy for a second. That, okay. <laughs> that that whole part where, like, she sneaks up on him taking a piss. Yeah. And, like, he turns around and he's like, man, if I zip it up. And, of course, it's like, why does it... <laughs> Like, I gotta get a look at that dick. Like, she just has to look down for a second just so he can knock the gun out of her hand. He's counting on that. He's like, this white girl's gonna have to look down. He's like, hands up like, you know you're gonna look. (laughs) Like, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look real quick.
1: Also, she's (laughs) chewing gum while she's on the job, which is totally unprofessional. Gum is a theme throughout the first movie because not only does she chew it, but so does Boddicker. And each of them use it to punctuate certain moments yeah. in the film. Yeah. So const- spitting it out. He's yeah. sticking on our- It's a motif. Yeah. have yeah. you looked back, I bet Verhoeven uses it in other films too. Yeah. Phil? Phil? The- Gum? The- Verhoeven? Ah. You feel real sympathy for Murphy when he goes to his house and he has the flashback of his family for the first time. Yeah, And the wife comes up and she's like, I have something to tell you. They show that earlier, but only the first half.
2: We're right. Like, I have something
1: I really need to tell you.
2: Yeah. And you're like, oh, he got in trouble with his wife. Yeah. And then later like, I love it. It's really, it's touching. It's really (laughs) touching. I mean, it is, but it's so funny that it's such like a fake out that you're like, like it's, it's like watching like, (laughs) like a TV show where they show you like, oh, and this is coming up and you're like, and then you get there, you're like, oh, but that's not what happened at all. You just made that up. So I come back. (laughs) Toys (laughs) that could hurt your kids tonight. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite things obviously is the, I'd buy that for a dollar guy that just keeps popping up. And the longest scene you get of the show, because it's always very quick and it's just him like with yeah, like with the, the tagline. You know, with some you know hot ladies being like, ha ha, buy that for a dollar. The longest bit we see is he has a cake, but it's a boob-shaped cake, <laughs> and then he smashes the <laughs> yes. boob-shaped cake, sh- cake onto <laughs> her boobs, and then they all laugh. Yeah, and you're like,
0: I'd buy that for a
2: dollar. I, I still that was the most we've and seen I'm, of it, I and like, I still have no idea what the show is. Is it a, is it a reality? I was show? gonna say it to is me he was playing a character. It's right reminiscent
1: of? of Benny Hill to me. When I see it, it's yes. like a Benny Hill type, just a, a dirty old man. Right. And I think it's a mechanism in the movie so that the, uh, the characters can use that tagline in other situations. I'd buy yeah. that for a dollar yeah that it's that popular that right. the guy says it to him H- and you like, know what yeah. again props to paul verhoeven for isolating the idea that yeah we do take these little lines from tv and film and apply right. it to all kinds of shit in the same way we we
2: you quote thank you for your cooperation from robocop we you do know it what I mean? all
3: the time Ex- yeah. exactly scott yeah. i mean it's it's framed by having that that married couple that run the bodega watching that having that on the tv so you see it's like in their home oh that married yeah. couple with the bodega by the
1: way gentlemen I know we sometimes are at odds because you're fans of comics, and I am not. But notice how the horrible man who terrorizes that couple in the bodega, the first thing that he grabs when he walks into that is a comic book. And he brings that up to the front before he pulls a shotgun out and threatens an old lady. He's holding a saying? comic. I'm, I'm sure it's, it's supposed to be. It's a comic book he's holding. So you're saying we're all robbers if you like comic books? I'm saying veer hoven saw what I see that down the road it'll be the comic book people that are holding up mom and pop stores. I
2: think he was more making the point that it's comic booky the yeah. story and that's sort of a nod to like this is sort of inspired by comic books. So if you in turn like this movie you like comic books, Finn, it so that makes opening, you uh, a fucking robber. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I, may have, I may have read that that was the case later on, but uh, <laughs> I, I like my theory. <laughs> okay. Detectives decided to take
2: another look at the case, and the comic book murder files came out of the archives. Uh, there's the part uh, when he starts to remember... Um, And he's walking down the hall, and, like, Lewis stops him and does that. It's you, Murphy, it's you. Annoying him again. And then everyone (laughs) just gets really mad at Lewis all of a sudden. And they're like, what the fuck? What What did did you you say to him? As if he hadn't already escaped, (laughs) and you were already alarmed about that. I'll
1: have your job. What? Yeah, She just
2: met him in the hallway. It's one thing if they were like, why didn't you stop him? Like, wow, he's
1: a robot. How am I supposed to
2: fucking
0: stop (laughs) him? Excuse me. I have to go.
1: Clarence Boddicker's got some great lines. I love when he shoots, uh... Ferrer in the uh, in the kneecaps, yes. And uh, he just says he's a badass. He says, "Bitches, leave." When (laughs) he walks in, and the girls run out, and she's like, "You gonna call me?"
2: (laughs) Good. Do you not understand? I'm about to murder this guy. Like,
1: it's pretty clear to everyone involved that I'm gonna kill him. Now that gentleman is a cocaine party. Yeah, (laughs) two (laughs) prostitutes. You're doing lines off their boobs. That is a cocaine party. Yep, for sure. You know. So hey,
3: my my other little. Bodiker line I love is when uh, the guy gets shot in the leg. He's like, Pick him up.
2: Can you fly, Bobby? It's
3: my absolute favorite. When we were kids, we used to
2: say it all the time. Creepy. Can you fly, Bobby? Oh, there's the part where he chases down, uh, I keep wanting to call him Leland, but uh, Ray Wise, yeah. he chases him down in a like, dance club or something, yep. <laughs> and he pulls that gun on him and he smacks the gun out of his hand, and somebody in the crowd just grabs it, catches it, and just keeps dancing with <laughs> a gun in his hand.
0: <laughs> and I was like,
3: I think that's just hilarious. Like, all right, free gun, woo! Can this not get any better? Ooh, guns, guns, guns! He's a dynamic villain, because he likes it.
2: Uh, actually, another good Boddicker moment is when he brings him in, too. Like, first of all, I think it's a great Robocop line of like, "Book him for what? He's a cop killer." Great like, line. You're like, obviously talking about himself. Yeah, which yeah. is such like a good line. Yep. But then, of course, you get Boddicker spits the blood on the paper. Just give me my fucking phone call. Yep. Like you're just like I, you're still such a badass even in this moment. Like
1: I think we're really kind of nailing it down, Scott. This is a very quotable movie.
3: That alive, you are coming with me.
1: They mention. Lee Iacocca Elementary School. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, Lee Iacocca passed away today.
2: Here is to Mr. Iacocca and his failed experiment, the DeLorean.
1: And then, of course, in the final climax, it's a great movement. You're fired. He shoots him. Yep. And then the moment that is really embedded into the lore of the first RoboCop film. Dick Jones goes out the window. Gentlemen, what do we see from Dick Jones? Enormous
2: arms, puppet arms,
1: <laughs> just really long, long arms. Well, that's claymation, too, right? That guy falling out the window. I think
2: he's a puppet. Yeah. It's no, it's a puppet. Is it's he, an animated a puppet of some yeah, sort. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I guess the same. It would be the same. It's principle. It's not Ronnie of, Cox. They probably. It's
1: you know. not Ronnie Cox falling out a window. Phil, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's <laughs> alive. I think still. He might. Be Phil, good.
2: I'm
3: sure you. His re- arms are actually that long. <laughs>
1: <I didn't realize. laughs> I'm sure you read on the internet some sort of
3: blog about the arms why don't you tell us um here's the thing i think it was just a perspective problem um they were definitely trying to get an angle of him falling and they feel like they misjudged how the arms were supposed to fall because i think they thought the i don't know
0: i didn't look into this i can't i'm making it up
2: i I think there's a moment that i think i've missed watching this movie as many times as i've seen these movies um, is how delighted uh,
1: Johnson is. Well, that's part of that tone, because at the end, well, the first time the guy's gunned down, they end it with, can somebody get a paramedic in here or whatever? Yeah. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. <laughs> Don't touch him. This time, you know, the head of the the old man basically says,
0: Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy.
1: Pedal card. Robocop. Yeah. Dun, dun, same, dun, same dun, guy. Dun, dun, it just dun, 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 dun. He lays it in. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Moving right along, gentlemen. Robocop 2.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the great pleasure. I give you RoboCop 2.
2: Right away, you have the scene of trying to show how bad Detroit has gotten, and it's everybody robbing each other. But it starts with the old lady who gets like almost gets run over and she yep. falls over with her cans going everywhere and the guy starts stealing her purse. Yep. It's actually a little too Gotham for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's
1: cartoonish in a bad way because yeah. you have that great rape scene in the first Oh, in the first one, well, yeah, where the he gets, gets shot in the dick. Behind it is the huge billboard for OCP kind of shining down on them. It plays so much better than what you just described in the second film. Right. So yeah. um, the first time we meet Kane... Why is he dressed like a combination of Boy George and B. Arthur? He's wearing a long, <laughs> strange coat—a frock. You might say the word frock. He's got a bandana on. <laughs> do you, you, like really, a- you
3: don't have to do much to dress up Tom Noonan as a psychopath. Is Kane wearing sweatpants? What is it? I like
1: when they're still caring
3: about his identity.
1: And you got that great moment where he says, they made this to honor, to him. honor him. Very great. It yeah. d- that feels like the first RoboCop. Yeah. Right, and then they kind of just throw it away because after that, it's more a device of OCP trying to find the perfect weapon as opposed to a character thing for him. Your husband is dead.
0: I don't know you.
2: You. It's really impactful that they made this honor. I'm not your husband anymore. Right. And then- I don't know you. <laughs> like, and just waddles His away. His marionette-esque like, way of he, moving away from her. Yes. And
1: only then does she break down like, oh, my husband. <laughs>
2: okay. He doesn't know me. And we and never he see her, her again.
1: This movie fails in a lot of ways because it doesn't have the awesome villains the first one did. No. There's no you talk to. about the villains in this one. We already talked about the old man. You got the young black mayor who is most famous for playing Harpo in The Color Purple. You told oh, Harpo to yeah. beat me. All right. He's just chewing the scenery in every scene. Just going yeah. crazy. He's apoplectic in every scene. He's, going, he's out of control.
0: Fuck you! You see now, bastard! This is bullshit! Fuck you!
1: Kane kind of plays the bad guy with that stupid fucking little kid who just...
2: Why? That makes no sense. I it's, don't get it.
1: it. In place of a character and a motivation, they just made the kid just be vulgar. And so we grow to hate him because he's just a smart-ass kid and you're like...
3: Fuck you, kid.
0: Can't shoot a kid, can you fucker?
3: It's very it's very Frank Millery. Prostitutes, uh kid gangs, Nazis. Yes. Uh why do
1: we see Elvis's bones? Scott, I'm fucking I wanna give you a kiss. My <laughs> next fucking line is what does Elvis's corpse have to do with anything? Yeah, Frank like Moore. I didn't
2: understand. I guess they showed a couple something else too, and I don't know if they were trying to make the thing like, oh, he's a collector of <laughs> rare things too or something, but that point was never made. Oh. <gasps> Oh, just the, there's the scene with that scientist lady, you know, oh, that's bullshit. I, I know every inch of him. And it's right. like something about the way he said it. I'm like, what are you doing after hours? When, you know, <laughs> like,
0: Christ has been stripped.
1: When the evil girl sort of propositions Kane in this film, she's like, yeah. oh, it'll take some getting used to. Yeah. So there's a the sexualization of these robots here yeah. a little bit.
2: It'll take some getting used to getting a, you know, a metal claw shoved up my vagina. But, you know.
1: All right, Scott, some things are best (laughs) left unsaid. I don't know that you had to... I'm just saying, it's gonna be horrible. I think- For everyone involved. (laughs) Well, not for the robot, what does he know? Yeah. He's- he's nuked up.
0: Nuke. The most addictive narcotic in history. A plague that- I
1: really think the drug theory in this film is a bit ridiculous. Because he's like, I'll have nuke for every possible emotion and every possible yeah. feeling. That's not how drugs work. Yeah, I hate to tell you, that would be a different drug. The Benzedrine is making my teeth float. Add some my teeth ska- wiggle. My wiggle. <laughs> add some scopolamine to it. What? Yeah, you, that doesn't make any sense. That's for motion sickness. <laughs> also, what are you talking about? They've never mentioned that he
2: was like a scientist, not right? No a chemist before no, that. No, he's a cult leader.
1: Yeah. Again, he's but dressed, he just knows drugs that well. He's dressed like B. Arthur. He's not an expert. He looks like he's comfortable, though.
3: Why don't I just wear a sign that says, too ugly to live?
2: (laughs) Oh, by the way, another movie where a person who is in high esteem, who's supposed to be, like, you know, a higher up, a grown man in the bath. Again. Oh, yeah, that's right. Another scene of a grown man in the bath. Trilogy superstar, a grown man (laughs) in the bath. (laughs) What are you talking about? Who's in the bed? Uh, fucking the old man. And, and then later you see she comes in and they're bathing together in the middle of That's his office. Right. Like That's
1: right. Having a meeting with, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Johnson. he's become fully evil at this point. Yeah. So,
2: Well, because he wanted to get late.
1: Splish, split! I jumped back in the bed.
2: Well, I was out and know there was a Robocop
1: 2. Should we care that this fucking little kid gets shot in that scene? It's sad only because he's a little kid. I don't even think it's sad because he's a little kid. But this I think. kid fully chose that life. He
2: was a greedy little shit. Yeah, there's and no saving And he died him. because of it.
3: No saving him. It was his choice. Yeah. And and he's, like, like
2: any other character in the movie, they die because of their greed. Yeah, like, good point.
1: But I feel like the movie is, tries to be manipulative there. It tries to have its cake and eat it, too, and that you wanna, you're supposed to hate him and he's supposed to be a villain and at the end, suddenly, because RoboCop remembers his son i I yeah. supposed to I'm supposed to equate this son of a bitch with the guy's poor son, no yeah, I'm sorry, no. His name is Hob, as in calvin and Hobbes or Hobnob, Kane and Hob or uh
2: uh the Hobbit yeah, goblin all right, let me get one <laughs> <laughs> so there's also another trilogy superstar who no no, there isn't mm-hmm. no. Uh, the commercial of the woman who is wearing all the blue sunscreen or whatever ah. is a lot of vagina from Austin Powers.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Hey. Really? You recognized her?
2: I did. Nice. I did.
1: You seem surprised to see me, Miss Vagina.
2: Um, it, maybe it's just me, but- It is just you. The cane robot, um, <laughs> kind of looks like that Fox NFL robot who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> comes out and dances in the corner. I believe, uh, as I've been told by, uh, Chris, uh, his name is Cletus-
1: you gotta find work, you know.
2: It's- <laughs> I I just love uh, at the end where they're you know fighting and the old man does that. Behave
0: yourself! Yeah, <laughs> like
1: really fucking funny. Like really good. But I gotta tell you, in that last scene in the in yet another terrible demonstration gone awry. Right. Um. They really just tack on everything. The mayor runs up to him and it's like, what can we cover? Okay, gentrification, corporatization. They're just kind of throwing one thing after another. And yeah. the old man's rebutting him. He's like, no. That's no problem.
2: <laughs> what could be more democratic? People like, will get yeah. rich. Trickle <laughs>
1: down economics. It's like it's really <laughs> yeah. heavy handed there. You're like, okay, okay.
2: The mayor just blows at his job. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And are we supposed to suddenly sympathize with this guy? He, five seconds ago, he's ready to sell the entire city to fucking the new yeah. cult. Yeah.
0: Behave yourselves.
2: Oh, there's a kind of a funny moment. Where uh, Kane, when he bursts out of the ground, it's like the fake out that the fight's over, and he bursts out of the ground, and he's like looking around, all the cops are shooting him, and he's like specifically looking for Robocop. Like you see, he's got the little picture (laughs) up, and he's like, Robocop? No. Robocop? Yeah, exactly. Robocop? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's just kind of a funny mode of like, scan, scan, scan. (laughs) No, no Robocop. Oh, and I just love uh, the, the old man's last moment. Coming down that escalator and then stepping over a dead woman's yeah. body.
1: <laughs> Very careful Just
2: just that I think of like the corporate, you know, the corporate suits get away with everything again. Right. You know.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> Robocop three, here we go. Robocop, you got an alien
2: cop. Huh? You got a ghost cop? Leon, I told you I don't have time. You for got this. a vampire cop. They tease you with Robocop and then you yeah. get him, and then he doesn't do anything in the whole movie. Like What I don't understand is it seems almost like they don't want to bring attention to the fact they didn't get the same
3: guy to come back. Right. That
2: this is now the guy from Thinner.
3: Robert John Um, Burke. And uh, he's also in Black Klansman. He plays the police chief. Oh, that's right. He's a good actor. Yeah, I like him. You know as
0: much about justice as I know about turbine engines.
3: Now take your
1: fucking cars off of me. You want to see what the white man from town can do when he puts his mind to it?
0: Do you want to see that?
1: As much as the first movie was chock full Of great villains. This movie is chock full of 90s character actors. Oh my God. That are very prevalent in the Seinfeld universe, I've noticed. And still can't muster a good film out of yeah, this. Yeah, you,
2: uh, you got CCH Pounder. Yep, She was on The Shield. To she also name, does the voice stuff. of Amanda... Waller? Waller. Yeah. In uh, a lot of the... I think in like Justice League and... Yeah, she's Superman perfect for and, that. And she's yeah. also
1: in Avatar. Warner, You've got yeah. Steven Root, who everyone on Earth loves. Yeah. Because of his body of work, it's incredible, of I course. mean, I think
2: the first thing you think of, I think, is office space. Right. Um, but he's also been in a ton of the Coen Brothers movies. He was in Oh Brother Art Thou. He's in Get Out.
1: He's in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm enjoying him right now in Barry. It, excuse me.
3: Yeah, I, I believe you have my stapler.
2: I did have the uh, that RoboCop figure that she has in her room. I also had that RoboCop figure. It's an actual product that they put out. That Is that they, right? They stuck in the movie. Yeah. Just like a uh, kind of like a 15 inch yeah. movable right. arm
3: figure. And he, like his gun, it makes sounds. Yep. Recharge your action figure collection with
2: talking an electronic RoboCop in three action-pack sizes. Heat Unbeatable.
1: And yep, the yep. second movie in a row, they oversimplify Murphy's identity issue, making it more of a device mm-hmm. rather than a, you know, living being. Well, he was
2: always a device. I mean, he's a...
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, you mean... F- like an object. All right, Scott. Never mind. No, but I like thought you, was a machine, I thought you, you know? were saying something deeper. He was always a device. Of, uh, well, if you think about it. No, yeah, Scott. no I was just
2: being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All
1: right, fair enough. I'll
2: take it. Um Worst line has to be. There's so many. You won't believe this. He'll be as loyal as a puppy. And then having Ed 209 actually say, I a Give me a break. Like you ruined Ed 209.
3: Yeah. This is what fucking happens when you make, have an ultra-violent movie that gets co-opted by toy companies.
2: Yeah. The, the, speaking of, the, we were talking about how like long it takes for RoboCop to show up. And when he finally does, because clearly we've never actually seen RoboCop get in and out of the car. Right. Because there's absolutely no way he could fit inside any of those cars. Um, so there the way they solve that is that he shoots for no good reason, shoots the roof open and pops out of the top of it. And after all this buildup of all this time, first of all, he's got that rocket arm, which has not been explained. He just has it. Yeah. And he, the first thing he says is like, no loitering. And you're like, what? <laughs> all that buildup yeah. for
1: no loitering? It's like, just
2: how about just a good old-fashioned freeze, scum? You know, like, I would
3: have been fine with that. Don't count on it, chum.
1: It takes less and less to, t- to put RoboCop out of commission as these films go on and on. He yeah. ages
3: like Andre the Giant throughout this entire trilogy. <laughs> he becomes more and more immobile and useless. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It's very sad, but it's also <laughs> like, but it's equivalent to what you watch. You're like, what happened to RoboCop? If God, you built why? Andre the Giant a jetpack, none of this would have <laughs> gone wrong. It, it, it wouldn't be a podcast
1: if Phil wasn't comparing a character to Andre the
2: Giant. Yay. I want to
3: see Andre the Giant with
2: a jetpack. <laughs> I I'm so badly. I'm <laughs> oh. getting the hang of it.
1: Boy, they're doing a Nazi thing right off the bat in this film, huh? It's very heavy. It was pretty
2: heavy in the second movie, too, but it gets It gets ridiculous. heavier. The more Miller...
1: I mean, it, the main bad guy has like a, an accent, like a... A nazi accent he's
3: wearing like a yeah. light gray army officer yeah. outfit
1: his name is paul mcdaggett in the film it yeah. sounds like a evil name Daggett. <laughs> and know? his
3: insignia is like a McDaggett. triangle looks like a swastika yeah, yeah. looks like it's just a, yeah he's a nazis piece of
1: shit. bad and, and
2: japan's getting involved now call in the nazis yeah. Yeah.
3: i don't have a huge problem with
2: that
1: uh, also, trilogy superstar Rip Torn. Yes, Rip Torn is in this film. D- yes. doing weird things with his face as always. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 his
3: his mouth is like an open crescent moon. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, at the end.
0: Yes, it is.
2: At the end, when he's talking to RoboCop, and before he gives you know the bastardized version of the first line, and he's like, "Say, uh, what do we call you there? Was it uh, Murphy?" And then, like, his mouth is agape like he's a fucking South Park character. It seems like, like,
1: also, (laughs) you've got him teaming up in this film for a brief period of time with Bradley Whitford, who's essentially playing the same villain he played in Billy Madison. He
2: also played a douche in uh, Ascent of a Woman.
3: All Frank lost was his eyesight. You want to know the truth? You got a handle on that, do you, Randy? He was an asshole before.
2: Hoo-ah. Um, also there's uh, when they have to carry him in as they're entering and he drops and they have to carry him in how many guys does it take to carry him in that scene three three and a half like in the last one it took six guys with all their jackets to carry him across <laughs> and they pick him up like he's fucking weightless like you have the three dudes that the three main right. character dudes
1: and then I think the little girl yeah is the only one helping you like. got the cast of Seinfeld and that's all you need <laughs> right yeah
2: the B cast of Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> There's um there's this moment oh they go past uh like clearly like uh graffiti or whatever it's OCP opened can of Pringles I keep wanting to go
1: OCP how can, can I can explain it I'll take it frame by <laughs> frame it will <laughs> jump, jump a out jump and tell you this it, it. Oh, okay. how do I explain O-P it uh, they're, right
2: they're right an evil corporation <laughs> <laughs> <that
1: simple>.
2: often <laughs> <laughs> painting chairs
1: that's what you came up with Phil it's just, just now yeah
2: often chair painting we go. often chair painting
1: oh fuck. I'm having trouble.
2: Oh, there's the one guy who comes to the police station. Like, I hear you got a Robo Cop, you got a Ghost Cop, you got a Vampire Cop. And I did like, What the fuck? is What that is this story? scene? I didn't like, even understand yeah, it. That's that's the thing. That this movie is so off that it even tries to do the thing the other movies did of having like the crazy characters in the police station and does them all badly.
0: Good evening, Sergeant Reed.
1: Do you know there's a warrant for your arrest? Yes. I was just checking. You got Nazis, you got yeah. ninjas, you got the punk gang. Yeah. You got uh, <laughs> a you got a self-destruct mechanism at the end. You got RoboCop flying around. It's it's everything. You got him commandeering a pimp car. By the time RoboCop drives off in a pimp car, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when those cops walk off and they drop their badges. Oh my god. <laughs> A tear welled
2: up. These extras had a lot of fun throwing these badges, because yeah. Oh, yeah. each one of them is sure to like. Yeah, you see this? <laughs> Bang! I threw it on the ground. Hey, take a look at this! A skibidoo! It's on the ground. And like the next guy does, like a, oh, and it like kind of like just tumbles out of his hand. Like they're all doing a different thing. I'm whipping it, or I'm doing this, or I'm just throwing it like I don't care. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Oh no! Uh and then uh his last uh
1: McDaggett's last line though.
2: We're dead, you stupid slag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like What That guy was just like um the guy from Last Crusade, the uh bad Yeah, a little bit oh, yeah. like
2: him but plus uh Jay
1: Peterman. Yeah. Uh yeah, and then of course the bow at the end. I'm not really sure what that was supposed to mean. Mako, I, I think it was uh, just
2: a, you win, Robocop. Like I get it, you protect the city, we'll leave. You yeah, know,
1: like you beat the corporation.
2: It does at least have like a feeling of the end of a trilogy. You know what I mean? Where it's like OCP is kind of gone now. Yeah, you no, know,
1: that's true. They do kind of cap yeah, it. No question. Yeah. It's the Japanese have taken over. It's a, yeah. a new theme they've added.
2: Well, I gotta hand it to you. What do they call you, Murphy? Is it? My friends call me Murphy.
1: All right, that is uh, Robo-fucking-cop, huh? Yeah. Phil, yeah. so you awake Walk. over there still? I am. I Jesus. was just RoboCop 3 brutally beat me into submission. Well, I mean, you, <laughs> you exerted so much energy.
2: That's how bad RoboCop 3 is. Even when you think about it, you fall asleep.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, I think that we can do our thing when there's the three of us here so we don't go on and on forever, that we can all agree this is an unsuccessful trilogy, gentlemen. Uh, yes. I, I don't. What? Really? Yeah. No. You liked f- I liked the second movie. So then let's stop for a second, okay? Fair enough. Scott, tell us why you think this was a successful trilogy. Because I like the second movie,
2: um, and there are moments of the third movie I like. I think, again, I think it has a feeling of a complete trilogy in a way. They finished it. it. It's not a good movie. It's, it's not a good movie, but at the same time, I think as uh, part of the trilogy,
1: I think. You didn't necessarily love 3, but the fact that it capped the form of the trilogy was enough to override the things you didn't like about 3. Right. I don't throw
2: the whole trilogy out just because of the third one. No one
1: ever said this was easy, my friend. You know what I'm saying? And no one. And but you know what? People are counting on us. I know. No, no. But I think it's. it's I think that makes sense that we're both coming at it from a different perspective, whether yeah. it, it be just yeah. just our own worldview, our, our age difference, and everything. Yeah. The fact that we saw a lot of these movies at different times in our lives, so True. we're going to perceive these in a different way. So then, give me your order. Uh, my order is. Probably just a one, two, three. It's, a, it's your yeah. one, two, three. Phil, I can't imagine you're going to call this, though, a successful trilogy with how long you went on and on about how much
3: you hated three. <laughs> um, I I don't think it's a successful trilogy because I don't like the I don't like it. I don't like the third one that much. And I think the second one could have been a better movie, uh, could have told a more successful story. But I mean, I'm looking at it from an archaeological standpoint. And so your order is one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my I,
2: I mean, I feel like even as you're describing why you don't like the second movie, I agree with you, and I agree that the second movie is a
1: little, you know, not as good.
2: But at the same, I still like it. got yeah, you know? a little place in your oh, heart. Oh, it's for entertaining the third movie, Scott. I think you got t- a
1: little place in your heart for the third movie that we don't have based upon maybe when you saw it or probably because
2: yeah. it's honestly it is yeah. a good memory of I remember going like with my sense. brothers and my dad.
1: We would always go. And makes yeah. sense. Yes, I'm with Phil as well. I'm one, two, three, and for me, I'm, I'm th- just two. I'm just a lot more critical. I I thought that only 1.2 of this trilogy was good. I liked the first film immensely. It's one of my favorite action films of all time. I liked the first 15 minutes of the second one, hated the rest of the second one, detested the third one. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been RoboCop. Thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah. Maybe we can get in the next one away from the army of one, right? We'll take a break from this one hero guy. We've beaten him to death, right? You know. I don't
2: know. Spider-Man's coming out soon, so... (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Vin. And I'm Scott. Joining us as always, not always, is sometimes is... Phil.
0: As sometimes. <laughs> well, he's usually our, um,
1: our, our field correspondent, but he joins us on some films. Yes. Always a pleasure to have him. Always a pleasure to be here. And Thank folks, you. please check us out online. You can follow us on Instagram. It's a great companion to the podcast. And Scott? Uh, follow us on Twitter
2: because uh, I, I put together little polls and stuff that are about the current trilogy that we're talking about. Um, little factoids, things like that. So check it out. It's some stuff. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, thank you for your cooperation. Dead or alive. Dead or alive,
3: Phil. <laughs> what am I going to do? Just get out <laughs> of All here. Right, thank you. <laughs>